to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Another week, and Windy City Slam is there. Mike Pankow is fresh off of a big weekend with AEW Revolution. I saw pictures of you in the scrum. I saw pictures of you on social media all over the place, all over AEW Revolution. And from what I understand, we're going to be hearing audio from multiple guys. So tell me tell me who we're going to hear from today. Can you tell me that off the top? Yeah, we'll hear from John Moxley, the new AEW champion and also the president and CEO of All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan. That's awesome. That's really cool. We're going to hear from them. Okay, so what do you want to start with first, man? Because you got to see some good wrestling over the weekend. Yeah, it could have been the best show they've possibly had so far in the history of AEW. Revolution was unbelievable, and I believe the Chicago crowd just adds that extra special element to it. And then we'll talk. We'll hear John Moxley talk about that a little bit later on and how the Chicago crowd kind of boosted him to do his best performance against Jericho. Yeah, Cody Rhodes said that on last uh, last week's episode. If you didn't hear last week's Windy City Slam podcast, Cody says that. He says that that Chicago crowd is something completely different, and it's uh, obviously a running theme with AEW. So we'll hold off on some of the local stuff to start the show so we can get into this. And as I just said moments ago, John Moxie became the new AEW champion, only the second champion in the history of the company. He defeated Chris Jericho in the main event, after a big brawl, big fight inside the ring, outside the ring, into the stands, uh, all of the four other inner circle members interfered in the match. Moxley have eventually chased them all off. Even after Sammy Guevara came in and hit him with a belt shot, the crowd was going nuts. They were really into it. At the very end, Moxley hits his paradigm shift DDT, which used to be called Dirty Deeds in WWE. Got the three count, went crazy. And afterwards, he took the mic, thanked the Chicago crowd. And after the show, during the media scrum, he also kind of got into how the Chicago crowd was really, really into him and how it really pushed him to become the champion. Chicago's always been among the best crowds in the world. You always know you're going to get hot atmosphere, hot crowd, and you know it's going to be a very discerning crowd, and you know that you can't mail it in in Chicago. I don't, you know, you can't, I mean, top to bottom the whole show, you got to deliver a hell of a show. And looking at this card, I mean, Jesus Christ, what a stacked card. What, an, what a litany of great matches and performers. And to have to have to close the show on a night like tonight, I knew I had to uh, get the job done and uh, send everybody home uh, on their feet with a new champion. Yeah, and then that Chicago crowd really helped Moxley and at the end of the day, I think Boxy's really enjoying himself a whole lot more in AEW than he did in WWE, and he has the freedom, as opposed to WWE's micromanaging and and hyperscripting of every little segment. He could say kind of what he wants to say, and he's more comfortable with all that. And also, in the post-media scrum, he talked about how AEW is bringing back professional wrestling, and it's not no longer sports entertainment. A year ago, we had a conversation on the phone, 
I always said, let's bring pro wrestling back. Pro wrestling that you grew up on. Not crap, not sports entertainment, not scripted, canned, horse crap. Pro wrestling. I'm telling you, it works. It's, you know, since the, it's like mac and cheese. It always works. It's always good. Uh, and we brought that back to the people. So Boxley had a lot to say there. Um, what do you think, Chris, about John's uh, getting away from sports entertainment? Well, first of all, uh, the thing that struck me in the scrum, and I saw pictures and I saw a little bit of video, and then, of course, you've got this audio exclusive to Windy City Slam. Well, I'm sure other people have different things that they're focusing on this week, but you picked out this stuff. I was taken aback by the fact that he, first of all, looks bigger. He looks like, I mean, he must be looking at things like, I have to be much more athletic, at least for the style that they're bringing at AEW. And then he also had a lot of blood on the face and everything like that. But he looked like a kind of guy who was pretty happy after he got through the entire thing. He looked healthier. He looked happier. He looked like he was much more into what was going on. If that's how John Moxley wants to sell AEW to me, I'm buying it. I'm all, I'm all in. I agree. And that last year or so when he was in WWE, it was a whole 180 from where he is now. Uh, kind of going through the motions, dragging along. And not that WWE gave him a really good reason to be this way anyway, but AEW has been a godsend for him. It's been a godsend for a lot of guys. It's a new, it's a hip, it's a fresh product, and Moxie's buying in, totally buying in. Okay, so now some of the results from that. MJF wins. I didn't see that coming. Did you see that coming? Uh, for the most part, no. I thought Cody was going to complete the story, get his revenge, and if anything, MJF would somehow get his heat back later on or like on another dynamite or something like that. And maybe they continue to feud that way. But no, they gave MJF the win. He pulled it out by uh, some nefarious means. Back in November, he won a ring that he puts on his finger. It's called the, the Dynamite Diamond Ring. He won it after a couple of matches in November. So he's wearing that. It's like a $40,000 ring, big bling on it. So he slipped it on his finger and did the old punch the face to Cody and knock him out. That's how he won the match. I actually liked it. AEW did that when we're, when we're sitting around and we know the other product and we're going to get into it in just a bit. It, we know that product seemed to just basically say WrestleMania is here and we're going to bring back all the old guys. Now we're going to squash some of our younger talent. Cody Rhodes lets MJF go over. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that is any response to all the heat that WWE had taken less than a week earlier, you know, actually just a few days earlier for what they did. Mm -hmm. But it but it, it was striking to me that they decided we're taking the belt off of Jericho and MJF is going to beat Cody Rhodes. That was a big deal to me. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily reactionary to some of the stuff WWE is doing currently, but overall, I think AEW is kind of reactionary to the whole scheme of what WWE has been doing over the last several years, the entire company with the way they're thinking with their, uh, they're looking to go back to the old school professional wrestling, telling stories a little bit more edgier, you know, more athleticism, more storytelling during the matches outside the ring. I mean, it's, I think the all the whole of AEW is kind of the reactionary thing, rather just a couple of little moments within a show, but it is telling though. I, you have, you could make the argument that Cody and Chris Jericho are the would be if you had to find two guys, you'd be like, oh, those are the the Cenas and the Lesners and the and the uh, mm -hmm. the Goldbergs of this of this group, even though it's not comparable. But I mean, like, that's what those guys are. Yeah, pretty in much. terms of their hierarchy. Mm -hmm. When you watch what happened in WWE, 
that week, and then you see AEW do revolution in front of the raucous Chicago crowd and let an MJF walk out victorious, even if it is by nefarious means, and see the title change hands, that... I don't care if it's reactionary or not. It's good positioning. Yes. And they need to do that because they're they're going after the big boys and it makes the most amount of sense because you have a very angry fan base that's looking for somebody to sit there and say, yes, your anger is validated. AEW isn't going to be that way, right? Yes. And they need to build fresher, newer, younger stars. And they're beginning to do that over the last couple of months in AEW. One guy that really impressed me on Saturday night is a guy by the name of Hangman Adam Page. The last two or three weeks, I'm sold. I'm in. Uh, he actually had the first ever title match with Chris Jericho last summer at All Out in Chicago. Did a heck of a performance, but obviously Jericho won. And yes, Jericho was the right guy to have the title. But I was kind of wondering if Hangman had the momentum then that he has now, would it have been a good business to put the strap on Hangman? I actually asked Tony Khan that in the post-media scrum. And he came up with an interesting answer. No, it's so the best thing in the world for the Chris Jericho for this company. We went into the television, and Chris Jericho, we can't thank him enough for what he did for us as the champion. And John Moxley now being the champion, like it's a, we couldn't have picked a better person, uh, you know. And and he couldn't have stepped up any more for this company and earned uh, the right to be the champion, John. But certainly, Chris, you couldn't have asked for a better champion to carry it. So, like, first of all, that first and foremost, like Chris was the certainly the right person to be the first champion, but also it was great for Hangman and certainly nobody would have seen, nobody would have imagined around then that we'd be where we are here with him being one of the hottest wrestlers in the world, but he absolutely made it happen. He's delivered over and over and over again. He delivered tonight. And yeah, he's like, you know, certainly it's uh, taken in a different direction that since since the beginning of the year, but I think it's an awesome direction that people are having a lot of fun with and will continue to have fun with. And, and he's going to keep growing as a wrestler and he's one of the greatest young stars in the business. He's going to be here for many years to come, just like we're going to be on TNT on Wednesdays for many years to come. So I'm excited about Hangman for sure. And uh, I, w I think it all worked out for the best for sure. Yeah, obviously I agree with Tony about having guys like Jericho and Moxley represent as champions. But I think at some point with the way Hangman's momentum is and after that great tag team match that he had with Kenny Omega against the Young Bucks, Hangman Page could be a great representative for the company, maybe a year or two down the line. Build him up a little bit more. The fan base just loves him right now. As uh, Bully Ray says on Busted Open Radio, you don't necessarily need to have a title to be over. If you're over well on a title, you, may, you don't need the, the championship belt. But I think at some point, this guy chasing a title against maybe a, a crafty heel down the line, I think it would be a hell of a story. And he's a guy that people love. He, he's got the whole beer drinking and the whiskey drinking thing down. He's got a cool move set. He's got the buckshot lariat. He does moonsaults. I mean, his, his ability in the ring is awesome. His character is a little bit of a weird place right now. They've been doing like, oh, he's kind of drunk. He's kind of inebriated. Maybe he doesn't care. But he really showed in this match, in the tag match, that he is someone to look forward to in the future. And even they even got the Young Bucks booed. The Young Bucks were booed when they are beating up on Hangman. And this is crazy because all four of these guys are babyfaces and all four of these guys are friends. They did the Meltzer driver, which is kind of um, a good uh, old-fashioned spike pile driver on Hangman on the outside ring, uh, outside ramp, outside the ring, and the fans were absolutely going crazy booing the Young Bucks. They were really into Hangman Page. Is it also a little bit of the fact that the Young Bucks, if you wanted to pick the tag team, 
that falls again into that category of these are the establishment guys mm-hmm. after what happened earlier on in the world of wrestling that people were like, nope, we don't want the Young Bucks winning. Is that, is that part of it too? Yeah, I think so. Since they're kind of at the top of the company, they are the perceived top tag team in AEW, even though they've never been the champions. And I think people are really into Hangman. They were the champions coming in. Uh, Omega and Hangman were um, were probably the fan favorites in that match. They even booing Kenny a little bit during that match uh, because he was trying to stop Hangman from trying to attack the Bucks. So, I mean, it was like the fans loved Hangman, and the other guys were like, okay, they were there. We, we still like them, but if they did something to try to stop Hangman, they were getting booed. Does Hangman then all of a sudden uh, turn on Omega? I mean, is that the next thing that happens so he can become a singles guy? They actually teased that at the very end of the match after the Bucks were starting to leave. Looked like Hangman was going to spring up and do a buckshot lariat, and then he didn't. Then they just left the ring and celebrated. Interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. So overall, you look at Revolution. Yeah, it seems to me like you felt good about it and you enjoyed the entire weekend. Yeah, it was great. Uh, C2E2 was a big part of it as well. AEW had talent there on Friday and on Sunday doing signings and photo ops. They did a nice panel with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks on Friday talking about the company. They got the fans involved with questions for that, which I thought was a really cool touch. And another big star coming out of the weekend, a guy named Orange Cassidy. And not everybody's going to get this character, and I don't even get this character. I'm not a big fan of the Orange Cassidy character. Yeah, I'm not. He's basically this indie darling that AEW signed last summer. He's the guy that wears jeans, a denim vest, a white t-shirt, and sunglasses with slick back hair and looks like one of these cool kids that sits in the corner at school. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm just going to sit there and look all, you know, cocky and cool and You know what I think is dumb about the character? What's dumb about the character is the way that sometimes he does some move that in no way should harm a fly. Yeah. And I'm supposed to believe that it just incapacitated somebody mm-hmm. or just threw them out of the ring. And it's a joke. And if you could do it every once in a while, it's funny. But at some point, that joke has to end because it gets stupid. Yeah. It just does. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get the whole thing. Uh, they, the crowd was eating it up, though, which is crazy. They love the gimmick. They love him. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I'll, I'll just go with it. But I don't quite get it. Uh, it's enter- It was entertaining as heck, though. And I'll tell you, I was waiting for Pac to really start kicking his ass, but uh, that really didn't happen until the very end, until Pac got his submission move on him to make him tap out. But yeah, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think like, man, Pac really must want to lay into this guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> All right, let's 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 flip to the other group that we were talking about earlier. I cannot believe that WWE took the belt off of the fiend and gave it to Bill Goldberg as you indicated could happen on last week's show. Yep. I, I could not believe that you, you now have two 50 and over guys. I, cause I believe Lesnar is 50. He's right close around to 50, it. Yeah. He's almost 50. If he's not 50 who are holding the two biggest belts in WWE. And this is going to be, what we're going to watch all the way into WrestleMania now yep. are these two guys. The theory seems to be put the belt on Goldberg so the fans will have no choice but to root for Roman Reigns. Yep. But I think you're going to see WWE fans turn on both of them. You could actually see the same thing that happened years ago. Remember that match years ago with Lesnar versus Goldberg yep. with, with Austin in the ring and the fans just 
hated the match. Like they're going to have to put this as like the second or third match on the card in WrestleMania and try to squeak it through because nobody is going to react well to this one. Yeah, Goldberg Reigns will not be the main event at WrestleMania just because of that. You're absolutely right. And then we're on the same page with the whole WrestleMania 20 thing. I mean, they're going to be chanting all the, they could potentially be chanting all these ridiculous things that have nothing to do. You might even get an AEW chant. In you there might get as that. Well. You'll get your yeah. CM Punk chant, CM which has Punk been used as, be a, there. as yep. a way That's, to point out yep. that we're just, we're not happy with the product. It's yep. going to be, this is going to be really bad. I would like, like a, uh, like a chant, like, you don't have it like something like something just make like the opposite of what people need like like would chant if they were happy for old guys like people need to work on their chance like right now i i want it to be a train wreck too i want i want it to be a train wreck because i i i'm i'm upset about it okay i i just like like i don't get upset about things that often when it comes to wrestling i get i get that it's a business but give me a break you 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 created you you destroyed Bray Wyatt a couple of years ago. Remember, yeah, you correct. destroyed you built him up and you destroyed him when it came time for WrestleMania. Yep. Now he has to come up and he's got to redo his entire character. He completely changes his character. He completely changes what he's doing. He comes up with something innovative and new, and the fans eat it up for a second time. He wins over the fan base twice. Yeah. And now you you still won't give him his moment? This is ridiculous. Gone in three and a half minutes, it's halfway across stupid. the world. Yep. If I were Bray Wyatt right now, I'd be counting the days to get out of my contract and go to AEW. He'd be amazing in AEW. And he's going at the top like, of the card the in AEW. Like at some point, Bray Wyatt has to be sitting there saying to himself, like, how long is this contract and when do I get out of it? Because he can't win. He, he's going to go join Matt Hardy over there. He's going to go join. He's going to join. Every, like, here, I get what Vince did. AEW came out and he starts signing people to extensions, right? Yeah. Starts signing people to extensions. But you there's gonna be a point where guys are gonna be like, all you did was sign me to an extension, and then I just I you build me for a little bit, but I'm never gonna get where I wanna go. So you know what? I'm not signing your extension. You could treat me like crap for a year, and I'll reinvent myself and I'll go someplace else. And yep. that's that's what he taught that roster with how he's acting. I think that this may be one of those points where you go back in the past a few years from now and go, this was when some people probably said, that's it, I'm out of here. Yep. That's what John, I think. John Moxley, prime example of that. And you may have a couple of other guys coming soon, too. Luke Harper is rumored to be signing and, and coming back as Brody Lee, which was a gimmick he used on Independence. So we'll see if that comes to fruition in the next few weeks. It'll be interesting to see. So is, is there any chance, is there anything that's happening between now and WrestleMania where we don't get Goldberg, versus Roman Reigns alone in a ring. Is there any chance there's a third person? Is there any chance that there's that there's some something else happens here? Or is this really what it's going to be and we're going to have to just be force-fed this crap every I, Friday night? I think this is what's going to be. Because oh. it looks like The Fiend is going after John Cena. Which was, which was done. This is perfect. This is perfect for my segment. Explain this to me like I'm a noob. Explain this to me like I'm a noob, Mike. Give me the reasoning behind introducing Cena Fiend the way that they did, where Cena comes out and does a basic promo, 
and the fiend comes out and points at a sign. Why not build a storyline for a couple of weeks and build some heat before that match becomes official? I already knew Cena was going to be facing The Fiend five minutes after Goldberg won that match just by looking at speculation on social media. Mm -hmm. Why just announce it right off the bat? Is there something money-wise, is there some reason why it makes sense to do it that way? Because it makes no sense to me. I'm not sure if there is any sense out of it. Um, seemed like Cena was just going to walk back to the locker room. I'm going to give these guys, younger guys a chance. I don't need to be at WrestleMania. Maybe they kind of build sympathy toward him when The Fiend does come out and point at the sign. Like, oh, okay, maybe John, maybe we want to root for John Cena against The Fiend. I don't know. Nobody's rooting for him, though, that, right? That probably won't happen the with entire, The Fiend. Yeah, the it's entire the fiend. audience is going to root for The Fiend against John yeah, Cena, It's not right? going to work. I mean, yeah. Cena has to turn heel here, doesn't he? Doesn't he have to just start, like... We've been saying this for years. It's some, not going to happen. At some point, somebody's got to actually come out and, like, where's the character that's going to come out and play the... Yes, that's right. You're all you're all marks. We're 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 messing with you, and the old guys are gonna win. And what are you gonna do about it? Yep. Where's that natural heat? Why doesn't somebody buy that? Like, is Goldberg gonna do that Be, to try to get people to get on Reigns' side? You would think at some point somebody's gonna grasp that. You're talking about the train wreck that the um, Reigns against Goldberg match could be, and if it does end up being a train wreck, you know what? Maybe that's finally the impetus for Vince McMahon to say, "Okay, Hunter." You can have the book for Raw and SmackDown. You book these shows instead of me. Will it happen? Probably not. But we can only hope maybe it's finally the impetus for some real change. You have the potential for a train wreck match between The Fiend and Cena, depending on how they build it and how they book it. You have a train wreck already in Goldberg and Roman Reigns. You have to put the belt on Drew McIntyre. Absolutely. Or they're going to burn the stadium to the ground. Yeah, that and pirate ship might be in flames. And by you're the time doing this over. all at the same time that you as a company is contemplating taking a big check from ESPN and telling people not only do you have to pay $9.99 for the network, but you have to pay like 60 bucks a pay-per-view. And then pay for ESPN plus a service as right. well. well yeah. And in the meantime, AEW just countered your programming by doing what they did with their two big marquee events. Actually, and if you throw in the tag team, all three of them, they went and just went in the opposite direction against you. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. Crazy. Okay. But you know what? Just keep releasing. Uh, uh, every week you can release the uh, the Ruthless Aggression on, on WWE Network and think that that's going to that's gonna keep you afloat with my interest. Don't get me wrong. I love all that. Uh, I do too. Fodder on the network. I do the, too. The interviews. I love the documentaries, they're also very well-produced. Now, if they actually did this with wrestling storylines, they wouldn't be in AEW. Everybody being WWE getting cool storylines. Or, or that's imagine, not how the way it or is. Or imagine if they took their own advice. Yeah. When they when they show the Monday Night Wars and, oh, that's what WCW did wrong. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. Okay? It, or when Ruthless Aggression didn't work out at the beginning when they force-fed John Cena and he even admits that, like, hey, I, it was a, I, I was a failure when I came out there. It didn't work out. You're you're still doing it. Yep. Like you 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 don't learn from your mistakes at all. And and if it wouldn't have been for some amazing moments, the Daniel Bryan thing a few years ago with the Authority, where in reality that's Triple H. But before that happened, think about how WWE was just floundering for a few minutes there. I mean, CM Punk had walked out. They were trying to force feed certain things, and Hunter basically read what the crowd was doing and became the villain, like I said, mm -hmm. who recognized this is what the fans are mad about, so I'm going to embrace that as a villain. And then we're going to let Daniel Bryan go over and do the impossible at WrestleMania. They I don't the right see thing. that moment this year. That's yeah, not happening. I don't see it. No. 
Um, uh, we can only hope Drew McIntyre could be that moment beating Brock, but you know, some of the other matches and some of the other results could kind of temper that down a little bit and make it not as good. It definitely could. All right. We got about eight, nine minutes. We should get into some local stuff, seeing as how we cover a lot of local Chicago wrestling. So what's in the docket? What's going on? What's new? What's the haps? Yeah. Well, uh, over the weekend too, Black Label Pro, a company out of Northwest Indiana and Crown Point, they did a show called Quantum Leap. And uh, everybody's favorite, Kylie Ray, Chicago's very own, one of the best women's wrestlers around, defeated A.J. Gray, and again, another man, for the BLP Midwest Championship. And she's adding to her belt collection because she's the freelance world champion as well. Uh, by all accounts, a very good event. Some of my uh, friends and colleagues actually did the double header. They went to Black Label Pro down in Indiana, and then they drove up for Revolution. And they, both, they said both shows were fantastic. If somebody has multiple belts from multiple different uh, promotions. Do they walk in with all those belts when they go into a thing? I mean, I've been to a couple local shows before, but I've never seen that happen. Uh, I mean, it depends. Um, for instance, freelance wrestling uh, and freelance underground. Kylie Ray actually came into the freelance underground show with the freelance world championship, even though those are two sort of different promotions. And then she's also brought the belt uh, in the past too, when she was previously freelance champion to the warrior wrestling shows because they have a good relationship between Warrior and Freelance. But for the most part, you really don't see the belts kind of crossing over these uh, other promotions. And also, uh, we're going to flip over. Burwood Championship Wrestling announced on their social media over the weekend that Egotistico Fantastico will be the new booker for the company. Now, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> is, this now a, is, this a, is this a thing? Is this, is this like real or is this like... Uh, I think it's legit. Is this, is this, oh, it's legit. Yeah, I think it's legit because... Really? The, the, Robert, his real name, uh, has been a guy that's been in the business well over a decade, maybe close to two decades. He knows how to work. He's been in WWE developmental, so he's, he's been a, had a taste of the big time. He's a veteran wrestler, knows what he's doing. He's put a lot of guys over. He understands stories. He understands teaching and the moves and all that. So I think it'll be a good move for Burwood Championship Wrestling to have him do that. Um, and, and BCW also said they're going to be airing matches on either TV or streaming very soon. And their next show coming up is Saturday, March 14th called spring fling at the world famous Berwyn Eagles club. They're going to be doing TV possibly. That's what they That's what the social media post said. Interesting. I, yeah. I mean, I have to see if they, it might be local access or right, something. Right, right. And streaming obviously could be YouTube or, or whatever, but Twitch. I want to see like I want to see one of these uh, these local ones just get themselves like a Saturday morning show or it's would be like straight cool. up straight up local type wrestling. Right you know? now, the only way you could really see a lot of these uh, things, other than actually going to the shows themselves, right. is uh, there's something called independent wrestling TV. Or I, I, I hope I'm not like yeah, but imagine that, if it ended up sure. on like NBC Sportsnet, like local Chicago sports or Marquee really Sportsnet. Or, They're looking for nobody's programming. got that. Nobody's got that. Well, they've that's got, the problem. That half half of Chicago doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody has that. It's a, that's a fake network, and nobody nobody can find. Yeah, we know you're a Sox guy. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, coming attractions. Uh, since we got a couple more minutes, freelance wrestling is back on the calendar. Friday night, March sixth. Lucky Punks at Locust Square Auditorium. Our buddy Robert Ego Anthony faces the returning Craig Mitchell for the number one contendership for Kylie Ray's Freelance World Championship. That's the main match on that show. And then we have Saturday night in my neck of the woods in Joliet, Rocket Pro Wrestling at St. Joseph Park. Shogun Chris Logan defending the Rocket Pro title against Garrison Creed. 
And then Saturday night as well, on the um, March 7th, we have Pow Slam Fest 17 in Fox Lake. The main build match for that show will be Outlaw Dave Storm against Christopher St. Michael in a last man standing match. And one more show to mention, Golly Lucha Libre Sunday in Villa Park. And that's a Sunday night show going opposite of Elimination Chamber, actually, which is this Sunday already. Yes. And Arrow Boy will be the main attraction at Golly. I wanted to ask you something else, if you don't mind me circling back. You were talking about some of the local matches that were happening, mm-hmm. and I always hear a lot, some of the same names I'll hear in these big matches. When you go and look for something locally on the weekends, uh, you're going to go to a match or something like that. What draws you to them as you're somebody who goes to them? Is it the promotion itself, or do you hear a specific matchup or or guy or gal that is going to be there, and you're like, I got to go see that person because that's a different type of match than what I would get at any other place. Like, is there so, What draws you? What draws a Mike Pankow from Windy City Slam? Well, I think some of these intergender matches that they're doing at some of the different promotions, like, like the Kylie Ray facing the men like at a Black Label or Freelance or Zello Pro, places like that, I think those are interesting to people, especially since WWE really doesn't do it anymore. And AEW hasn't really broached it yet either. So it's definitely something different. I think you're just looking for an atm- fun atmosphere like a lot of these promotions will do. Once in a while, you get a, a big-time star or a former star. Come on down, come in. Like I said, Luchasaurus from AEW did a Chicago-style show a few weeks ago. You got Rhino coming to Chicago-style soon. Old legends doing signings. Sometimes that draws them, too. But I think people just want something different, whether it's a cool wrestler, like uh, like a cool heel, like a GPA, somebody they could boo and just rip on. Or just a, a cool guy like a Craig Mitchell that people could get behind. Kylie Ray, like I said. Uh, a guy who is taking a, a break from wrestling but was awesome the last year and a half when I saw him was Pat Monix. Project Monix character was unbelievable. You know, they're just looking for something hip and cool. And, you know, I think people like the environment that is something like a freelance or even an AAW bring in terms of the fan involvement and the work rate of the wrestlers. If I gave you a homework assignment the next week, Bring in the top 10 in order right now of your local Chicagoland wrestlers. Just just wrestlers in Chicago. Just wrestlers in Chicagoland. I'm talking about. Who work I, the Chicago promotions. We would, we would have to be, it would have to be people who on the regular, in your opinion, work the Chicago scene. Mm-hmm. So if it's somebody who, let's say they do AEW, but they come and they do like a Chicago one at least once a month or something like that, mm-hmm. they'd probably qualify, right? Okay. Okay, I mean, does that make sense to you? That, yeah. Uh, you can figure out whatever the border is. We'll, we'll, we'll get this hashed out. But a top 10 Windy City Slam, top 10 local Chicago land wrestlers right now. Okay. What do you think? It's going to be a little bit of a project. A little bit I, of fun for you? Yeah, I think I could get it together. I see, it, I see the glean in your I eye. Hope I, don't, I hope I don't take anybody off. But, uh, <laughs> and we're going to be mixing men and women in here since they, right. they kind of do it a you lot, You've got too. a whole week, local wrestlers, to hit Mike up at Windy City Slam <laughs> on your Twitter. Or get him on Instagram or find the Windy City Slam oh boy. Uh, uh, feed on, on Facebook and, and send him a message and be like, hey, man, don't forget me, and this is why. I would love, the, I would love that, okay? I've tried to build relationships. I don't want to bird above <laughs> <laughs> hey just that it's just right now they would have like we, we could and then they could they could earn their way onto your list the next time we do it you see it, it's not like it's not a permanent list it's not over no not at all no not not at all but i want to know i want to know like what are the names that like if somebody hears you talking local wrestling these are the people that you should go out and find Absolutely. like that would yeah. be kind of a cool thing to do so we'll do that next week remember you can get the windy city slam podcast across 
almost every podcast format right now. It continues to spread. We are on Spotify now, if you're a Spotify listener. We are, of course, on Apple Podcasts. We are on multiple podcast formats. You can go on your Android phone, get a get a podcast player. We're on there. Just search Windy City Slam. And, of course, it is always at WindyCitySlam.com. My friend, we'll see you next week. Let's see how bad WWE screws up Elimination Chamber, huh? You're next! Just screaming because my name is...